money is not the only answer, but it makes a difference. Barack Obama. Hey, hustlers. Welcome to the Hustle Show audio experience. Real, no-filter conversations with successful entrepreneurs where we go over the harsh truth nobody told you about being an entrepreneur. And now, your host, Christian Ariola. Hey, hustlers. Christian here, the host of the Hustle Show. Thank you so very much for tuning in on episode seven. I'm super excited for today's episode because it's a true gold nugget, what we're going to share with you today, okay? So today we have Jack Hopkins from Piano in 21 Days. This guy is incredibly smart. Jack has a super inspiring story because he started playing piano since he was a little kid. And suddenly he realized that he was able to turn his hobby and his passion into a profitable business by teaching others how to play piano super fast in a very modern way. And not only that, now he's teaching others how to monetize on their passion, how to create courses around your passion. So I'm super excited to share this with you today, as I think you're going to find a lot of inspiration and a lot of courage to what it takes to create a course out of your passion. And that's why I'm super excited to have Jax today on the show. And remember that every episode show notes can be found at thehassleshow.co. In this case, for today's episode, you will find them at thehassleshow.co forward slash THS7. So you will find all the show notes and all the links to connect with Jack. And I'm just super pumped and excited to share this story that, you know, I'm just going to say one last thing before we jump into our call. And that is, if you hit that subscribe button right now, I'm going to be super grateful for you because you will be helping a ton of other people to find our show It will help iTunes and YouTube to see that we are providing good, valuable content that you appreciate, and it will help us reach a lot of other people that are looking for the motivation and all the stories that we're sharing here, maybe. So I would truly appreciate if you hit that subscribe button right now in this very second, either you're watching this on our YouTube channel or you're listening into our audio experience podcast, you know, just hit that subscribe button and it will mean the world to me. Okay. So without further ado, let's jump into the call with Jack Hopkins from piano in 21 days.com. All right, hustler. So in today's episode, we have Jack Hopkins from piano in 21 days. Welcome Jack. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We're very, very excited to have you here. I know you're a little bit about your story and you know it was one of those stories that I I knew that we had to share with the hustlers to all of the listeners of how you basically reinvented the the lessons of piano and and this amazing story so I'm very excited to dig deep and and you know just get a little bit of the feeling on how was that entrepreneurial journey for you cool well I'm usually pretty transparent so I'll try not to hold back too much very cool <laughs> all right so I mean like I said you know you you you've come a long way and I know you went from being an engineer and now, be, you know, became a very successful, I mean, piano teacher in the modern world, which is something very different to what we're used to. You know, you're, I'm, I'm guessing when you say modern songs, it's not the typical Mozart and, and things like that. So I'm very excited to hear how, how did you get involved in this? How would it all start it? Yeah, sure. It, it, make sure you don't lie to people. I mean, very successful. That's, uh, that's quite something I need to uh, live up to if you're going to label me with that. Um, But yeah, like you said, I was an engineer. I was an engineer for eight years and uh, just always kind of wanted to 
to have my own thing, uh, preferably something online, something that allowed me to still, you know, travel somewhat work from anywhere type of a thing. Um, and really, you know, ever since reading four hour work week, just like a lot of people, you know, back in, um, back in 2008, I think I first read four hour work week and I always just wanted to, to have something. And I tried a lot of different things and, uh, eventually just clicked, Hey, I've been playing piano my whole life. Um, I have this story about piano where I hated it for a long time and I hated learning only these classical pieces and thing. I was embarrassed to tell my friends growing up that I knew how to play piano because who cares about Bach and Mozart? But if I was actually learning songs that they liked, I wouldn't have been so uh, ashamed and embarrassed to tell my friends growing up that I actually played piano. So um, I kind of kind of broke down the piano learning process uh, when I was like 18, 19, 20 years old. Um, you know, I've got kind of a mathematical engineering mind. And so I, I put it back together in a way that to me was a lot simpler and, um, you know, very step by step and allowed people to learn more modern songs on the piano. And this is not for somebody that wants to be an expert on the piano. This is for people that just want to have fun at it, want to be a casual pianist. And so in 2013, you know, after trying several different businesses, it just kind of clicked. Okay, let me teach people how to do this on the piano. And I figured the online course was a good way to do that at the time. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's one of the, the very demanding things that a lot of people is looking to learn from other experts and, and from other people. But that's what caught my attention is like you were not the typical piano professor. You were the different one. You know, <laughs> you were the for the regular people like me that I, I, I suck at music. But I mean, I saw your I saw your side and, and you feel that you have that you're feeling that need and that niche of people that, you know, they, they don't want to just go pro. They just want to learn how to play it for fun. Yeah, absolutely. And another funny thing is, I mean, I honestly had never taught somebody how to play piano when I started my <laughs> online course. I just knew, you know, I, I actually put a video on YouTube, probably like 2010 or something of me playing a modern song on the piano. At the time, it was a super popular song. I'm kind of embarrassed about it today, but it was Lips of an Angel by Hinder, maybe in 2009. And I put this video of me playing that song on YouTube, and that's not a piano song. That's like this really poppy guitar song. But I played my own version of it on piano that I learned in like five minutes with this, this way that I learned that I now know how to play piano. And um, it, was, it was the only video of somebody playing piano to that song at the time. So it kind of blew up because the song was so popular, everybody was like, how do you do that? Like, please give me the sheet music. Like, I want to know exactly how to play like that. And to every one of those messages, I was just like, sorry, guys, it's just like my way of playing. Like, there's no sheet music or anything like that. And like, I wasn't in the entrepreneurial like mindset as much then. I didn't see the opportunity then that, hey, all these, th there's a demand for this, but it kind of clicked. That's part of what clicked several years later is that I saw the demand for people wanting to learn how to play like this. So it's, you know, more modern stuff and it's hopefully quicker and faster than just about anything else out there. That's so cool. When you say blew up, did it, did it go viral or something? How many views did you have in that video? <laughs> well, you know, a hundred thousand views back in 2009 wow. was, yeah, that's, <laughs> That's was a lot. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as much now. You know, I have, I have one video now that's about to hit a million views. Whoa. And I would say, I would say that, um, back then getting a hundred thousand views was probably more of an accomplishment. Right. Yeah. But definitely, I mean, because, you know, back in 2009, probably was YouTube was like three years old, three or four years old. So yeah, yeah there was hardly any, any viral videos like we see now, but hundred K that's a lot of views, man. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So how did you evolve into 
seeing the opportunity and and turning this hobby or this you know you always did it for passion and hobby on the side on the side of whatever you were doing how did that transition into making it a business yeah sure so uh, online course is what i was thinking i've got this thing i want to teach people i know that online courses is a thing it's growing and i didn't really know how i was going to execute it um The, I got the idea one day and the very next day I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts at the time. I'm sure you're familiar with Pat Flynn. Oh yeah. yeah. And I was listening to the latest episode of the smart passive income podcast. And he had a guy by the name of Steve Nixon on as his guest. And Steve uh, was on because he had successfully made and sold an online piano course the mm -hmm. very next day that I had my idea. And so that just validated my idea. It was perfect um, at the time. And I'm like, okay, this is, This is uh, this can be a thing. This can be successful. You know, some people say when they want to create an online course, well, maybe I shouldn't do it because my thing already exists. Somebody's already made that online course. And that's not a reason not to do it. That's a reason to do it because it shows that there's already a market out there for that thing. And it gives you an opportunity to present your, you know, put your own spin on it, put your own unique voice on it because you're not going to make an online course exactly the same as somebody else's. So I was just listening to that podcast. I was like, wow, this is such a validation of my idea. So cool. Uh, since then, I've been able to speak with, with Steve Nixon several times and um, he's given me some good tips and everything. And so that's kind of how, that's really what, you know, catapulted me into saying that I was going to do it. I was going to push forward. I was still working my full-time job at the time. And so I, uh, I had to, you know, the, the, the biggest challenge at that point was I didn't have to learn anything more on the piano. I had to learn how to do internet marketing, you know? Yeah. I didn't know the first thing about it. So that was the struggle at first. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's one of the biggest things that a lot of people get afraid is like, well, you know, I, I'm an expert in this area, but how do I, how do I package it and how do I sell it? So how did you go out and, and package it and sell it? And how were you able to figure it out? Well, it wasn't easy. And, you know, that's one of the things that struck me when I was looking over your website, you, you wanted to talk about not just the successes, but some of the failures and some of the darker sides of this type of stuff. Because um, one thing I struggled with is like, I was listening to all these podcasts, Smart Passive Income, you know, all these big podcasts and the guests they would have on, it'd be like, yeah, I created this product and then, you know, I made it and it was so easy. And then, you know, I, I launched it and then like I had to go eat dinner. And when I came back, there was a hundred thousand dollars in my bank account. And so I expected the same thing from, from this, you know, just because I felt like all those stories were like not only success stories, but like super success stories, you know, and it wasn't necessarily, you didn't get to hear like all the, the average stories, you know, the average stories of success. And so it took me by the time, you know, I got the idea to when I was actually launching something that people could purchase was about eight months. So in that period, you know, I was working a job, so I didn't have a lot of time to spend. But in that period, I had to learn a lot of marketing stuff. I learned about squeeze pages and email marketing and all this. And I started putting new videos on YouTube and started generating leads. Um, I had a lead magnet. People would go to my website. They'd get a little sample ebook. I'd get their email address. So that by the time I launched, eight months later, I had, I don't even remember, 100, 200 people maybe that I could send an email to letting them know it was ready. And so, of course, when that happened, I was ready to just, you know, open my bank account and let it in. And that didn't happen, you know. Um, I think my first sale maybe happened uh, 24 hours after I la uh, launched. And don't get me wrong, getting that first sale was like one of the coolest feelings. But at the same time, I hadn't made it. You know, I, I couldn't, I was looking forward to like quitting my job. And that, that certainly didn't happen after the first time I launched my product. 
Yeah, you get it right there. I mean, the the purpose of the show, it's exactly that. And and uh, you know, we're going to launch like I said, we're going to launch or you'll be able to hear the 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 story behind the show, but basically that's how I came up with it because I start all, I started different businesses, but they're not overnight. And I see that I'm the only one struggle is like everybody has their own three step system to success. And in 30 days, you're a millionaire. But, you know, it's taking me years. So it's like, what the hell? Am I doing something wrong? So that's how we came up with the with the show. And, uh, you know, I wanted to share your story as well, because I figure, um, you know, as soon as I read that you were a full time employee and you transition into business, it's like, yeah, there's a story there. There's a story. There was some hustle. There was some struggles there to transition from one to the other. So during those eight months that it took you to launch, did you doubt yourself? Did you doubt that you could actually make a buck out of this, that you could turn your passion into money? Yeah, of course. I mean, the the first thing I worked on was I was writing a book, right? I was writing like an ebook with this curriculum in it. And this is just like the way that I figured out how to play that was a lot more fun and efficient, but I'd never written it down. I'd never taught it to anybody else. So for the first time, I had to put it down on paper. And my thought was that I would do that first, and then I would start recording it as like a video course. Well, I hate writing. So for the first step to be to write a book, well, that was a big, big barrier. And like, I just, um, I would get home from work and I would be drained from the, from the work day. And then I'd have to write, which is one of my least favorite things. And so um, I put it off, you know, I, uh, I questioned whether it was the right thing to do. Maybe I should just start filming videos, but then I didn't have a, you know, a go by or a template to film my videos with. Plus I had never done videos either, you know, um, except for that, those couple of videos on the old YouTube channel I had back in you know 2009 with Lips of an Angel and a couple other things, but that wasn't that was just me playing on the piano. That wasn't me talking into the camera, you know, as if as, as if I'm teaching somebody, you know. And so there was a lot of barriers for sure, and that's why something that shouldn't have taken eight months did take eight months. Yes, yeah, exactly, and that's another thing. I mean launching something is not as easy as they make it look like you know it's not a it's really not a three-step thing it's definitely not especially when you master your craft in one area but you're not an expert in marketing well you're gonna figure it out first before you are able to launch which was your case but i love that you you know you went out and you started learning what you had to learn and i mean even though that sale didn't come until 24 hours i bet you know explain to us a little bit how was that feeling how did you first of all how did you hear that the sale was done (laughs) Was it yeah, sure. So what I did was I launched my first launch with just my full ebook. So what I did was I took the first few days of my course. Um, I wrote those initially and that was my lead magnet, right? People could opt in and get like the first few days in, a, in an ebook. And that was my lead magnet. And then it took several more months to kind of finish that book. And once that book was finished, I figured I would launch that. And then I could work on my video course and launch that later. So it was my, uh, it was my ebook that I launched first. It was 20 something dollars. Um, and so I launched, I didn't get any sales at first, but the next morning I, um, I didn't have any kids at the time, but I was, I was married. And so I went to go to Starbucks to get some coffee for my wife. I was getting to go and go home. So I was waiting in line at Starbucks and I just got like a notification on my phone, like that. I made my first sales, like $23 and 50 cents or something like that. And like, I started doing a little, little ditty <laughs> in the Starbucks line. It was so while I was disappointed at the the lack of success of the, my first launch, I was super excited about about the success of my launch. It was the first time I made money online. It was just such a breaking point in my life, such a cool feeling. I love that, man. That's definitely 
I mean, you were not asleep as the typical phrase says, but you were a Starbucks making money. So <laughs> it sounds to me that you, you figure it out. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then uh, it's just, uh, you know, a $23 sale today is like nothing, right? It's nothing. Um, I don't even notice a $23 sale today, but it just meant so much to me in that moment back then. It is. And I mean, it really doesn't matter the amount is the, the you were able to achieve and to get there to make even a few, you know, a buck or two bucks, whatever it is, is that feeling, you know, it's, it's that feeling. And, and I'm so proud of you of all you, you know, you, you took action, you went for it. And looking now at the transition from, you know, you started this on the side, but you had your full time job. How was the transition from the full time job to your business? How did you feel ready or how did how it all happen? Yeah, sure. Good question, obviously. Uh, so a lot of people will like work on their side business. And then once they're like making as much from their side business as their full-time job is when they know they can step away. Well, for me, it was not the case. Um, and I'm also not a big risk taker. So this it was, it was a little strange because I was making maybe $1,000 a month from piano in 21 days when I quit my job. And I was making more than that as an engineer. And that was not enough to provide for my family. When I, when I did um, quit my job, my, my, my daughter was six months old. So I had my wife, had my daughter. And so it wasn't an easy decision, but it was something I always wanted to do. I, I didn't hate my job, but I knew that I wanted more. I wanted to run my own business. I didn't, I don't want to run like a corporation. I want to run, you know, like a solopreneur type business like I'm doing now. And, um, and so I try to put the other pieces in place in my life to allow us to be able to do that. So what I mean is we paid off our mortgage. All right. We had a big savings account. Um, my wife was also an engineer. We did a lot of saving before we had our first kid. And, um, once, once our first kid was born, she stayed home, right? She hasn't gone back to work. And so at the time we had a lot of good things going on in our life in terms of not having a mortgage, having a savings account, but, the income, like we needed to still bring in income. So, um, I, we made a decision as a family that I would, I would step away and I would focus on my business, focus on piano in 21 days. And we said, okay, we basically have enough savings for a year to try to make this work. And so we, we put in the pieces, the, the, um, the things that we needed to in place to be able to make this move, even though we're not big risk takers. Um, we knew that we could try to make it work. Worst case scenario it bombed and failed. I never would make more than a thousand dollars a month from this. And I'd have to go back to work. And we were okay with that being a worst case scenario, best case scenario, this thing grows. Um, it's successful. It's able to support our family and, um, and I'm, I'm living the life that I want to live, you know? Yeah. I love that. And it sounds, I don't know if you're familiar with this phrase, but it, this is what it sounds like. It sounds like you wanted to play to win rather than play not to lose. Have you heard that before? Well, sure. Yeah, I'm a big sports fan. So, oh, there you go. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, that's that's exactly what you did, and I love that. You know, I'm happy that you took that leap of faith, and I I know it's not easy. It's definitely nerve wracking because I mean, thank God you you know you had your big savings account, which a lot of people can't you know don't have the ability, and they just have to make this the flip pretty fast. But even so, I mean, you stopped basically your your income from one day to another, and you know, was there any stress, any type of emotion going on with that on your side? Yeah, an unbelievable amount of stress. Absolutely. I mean, for the first time, I had eight hours a day to work um, on my own thing. And I got to make all the decisions on any particular day. I could decide exactly what I wanted to do. And that was fantastic. That was the good part about it. But 
um, you got to be making money. I mean, I needed to grow my business and I saw a path with, I had already established this business, um, piano in 21 days. I had the path and I wanted to see if I could grow it into something that could, um, be the sole provider for our family income wise. So, you know, I started 2013 ish. Um, it was, it was December 31st, 2015 when I quit my job. All right. So it's been about a year and a half now and I'm still doing it. So the story ends out well. Um, so, but, but the thing is like it not making enough money to support your family in a month is stressful. It's very stressful, you know, especially having a little, a little baby, um, and a wife who's not working, it's it's very stressful, but it's also very motivating to keep plugging away at it and trying to make it work. So I'll tell you this, you know, I, I, I said that we were going to give it a year. We basically had a year's worth of savings to where we were living on a lower budget than we're used to um, in order to make it work. And it's it didn't take off right away. I mean, it I got it a little above a thousand, you know, two thousand, whatever. And um you know, toward the end of the year, it was like November and I still hadn't made it yet. And my wife comes to me and she told me she was pregnant. And so, um, first thought, very first thought in my head, got to go back to work. Right. <laughs> right. So now we're going to have a second kid. Um, I haven't made this work yet. The year's almost over. Um, it, it may have been October. I might've, might've, might've had a couple extra, uh, extra months there, but that was my first thought. Uh, you know, and I did, I started looking at jobs, you know, a little bit, I wasn't too gung ho about it. Cause I was also still hitting it hard, trying to make my business work. And, um, and you know, I, it feels like ever since that moment where she told me she was pregnant and I really, you know, was in crunch time, that's when my business really started to take off. Very cool. I love that. I mean, basically you either had to make it or failed trying um but right. but i mean that and that's what i tell a lot of people i mean the worst case scenario getting a job is not too bad i mean you come back up and you try again something else so i love how you position yourself to you know that was your worst case scenario which is not bad you know it's just in the meantime while well, you figure it out things and you make it grow so how was that how were you able to to how was that little moment where you where it just took off how did that feel for you well, it feels great. I mean, it was, it's not like one month I made $2,000 and the next month I made $20,000. It was a, it was a progression, but it was a, it was a, it was a good progression. And you know, that's pretty much every month this year, I've brought in enough money with surplus to support my family. So that's been really good. Um, the, you know, one of the biggest things is just starting to advertise, right? I mean, I have a YouTube channel and for the longest time, that was the main source of traffic to my website and to my business and everything. And that would bring me like 10 leads a day or something, which is great for free traffic. Basically, you put these videos out there um, and then you just let them work for you. But um, I needed to scale my business. It was all about scaling my business. I had a product. I had a product that people loved. I got great feedback. I had great video testimonials. I knew that this was successful for a lot of people and I just needed to, um, you know, expand the outreach. I needed to get more traffic. So the first place I looked for traffic um, was Google AdWords. And I started doing some Google AdWords campaigns. And look, I've tried Google. I had tried Google AdWords in the past. But the, the what made me not successful in the past that made me successful this time is actually took the time to really learn about it and really learn how to use it. So before, I just like created one little campaign, one ad set, um, and targeted one search term, like learn piano fast. And it wasn't really successful. This time, I took a 20-hour long online course on Google AdWords. 
I feel like an expert on Google AdWords now. And I implemented everything that he said to implement to AT. You know, this was back October, November of last year. And uh, I started getting results immediately. You know, positive ROI, um, just getting more and more people into my, my sales funnel, more and more people buying my course. So instead of 10 email addresses, 10, e- 10 leads a day, I was getting um, 60 a day, which was a nice big increase. So that's, you know, I saw a big jump there. And since then, I'm now doing Bing ads and Facebook ads. Um, and I spend a lot of money each month on advertising, but I'm making it back, you know, plus more um, in revenue. <laughs> that's so cool, man. Yeah, I, I, I've tried Google AdWords and I haven't definitely not taken a course either. So every time I try it, it's just mega fail. <laughs> it's yeah. it's a science on its own. You know, it's just like Facebook ads, but um, you really need to know what you're doing. Otherwise, you're just burning the money. Yeah. So it looks like you've, you've, you've come a long way and you have some you had some struggles, took took some time, but looks like you've you figured it out and you're you're on the right path to something huge. You know, I know I know you are about to hit it big, but. What do you think is your secret to success to all the hustlers that are listening to us right now? Oh, that's a that's a tough question, huh? You know, one of the one of the things that I think makes me unique and, and one of the things I, I try to tell people is just because we're on this like we're in this internet craze and we're online and we're automated and we've got passive income, that doesn't mean you can't still be genuine, you can't be real, you can't let people know that you're a real person on the other end of all this stuff. So I've got a lot of automation happening in my business, a lot, a lot, a lot, but I've also got a lot of things that are not automated. So for example, half of my sales come on phone calls. Okay. So prospective students can book a phone call with me and we can talk, we can talk through it together. It's actually me when, when I'm, when I pick up the phone or when they pick up the phone, it's me. It's, it's just me, right? It's not a salesperson or anything like that. And we talk it through. I, I, I ask them what their needs are, what they're looking to do, what they're looking to accomplish. And then I can tell them if it's a fit and I'm not simply trying to make a sale. Obviously I'm trying to make a sale, but if they're, if they're like, well, you know, my ultimate goal is to play classical music okay you're not a fit you know go and then i'll 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 tell them the right direction to go and they're not going to be a student of mine but by the time we get on the phone most people are going to be a good fit and um and so that's um you know doing making about half my sales on the phone is uh is not normal i don't think for selling an online course so just not being afraid to do things that maybe aren't so scalable um, you know, people, people get into this and they want to make millions and millions of dollars and just all automated this and that. But, um, you know, I'm passionate about this business and I'm passionate about making, you know, my students successful on the piano. And, uh, I want to have a personal touch on that. Very cool. That's, that's actually a very interesting way to differentiate yourself. I've never heard of anybody selling courses and getting on the phone with people. Um, so that's very unique. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad you, you brought that up and I'm guessing that worked out for you. I mean, because it, it is definitely, uh, something that differentiated you from any other course out there, honestly, because everybody relies on email and relies on, you know, send an email to the support email and then an automatic responder is going to try to figure it out before you talk to us. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's another kind of thing I implemented in my business toward the end of last year that really, you know, moved the needle is these phone calls. So I've been doing these phone calls for a while and I've, this point done hundreds of phone calls, you know, I've done three phone calls so far today. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a fun part of my day. And, and that's the other thing, like now I'm working from home, I'm by myself. And so I don't have a lot of interaction with other people other than my, my wife and, and daughter, and we'll have another kid here pretty soon. And 
by doing these phone calls, I get to talk to people all over the world on a daily basis. You know, two, two, I had three, three phone calls so far today. Two of them were in England, one person in the United States. Um, I'm talking to people all over the world. It's, it's a good way to break up the day and actually have some interaction with people as well. And it's definitely a good thing. It's like, you know, I mean, I'm always positive and I try to stay active and, and things like that. But every time now that I started the show and now every time that I talk to somebody, I hang up the call and I'm just so pumped that I just want to continue giving, hitting it hard, you know, because I, I get so pumped. I get so motivated from all these stories that I'm hearing. And, you know, just like yours, I mean, you're getting me pumped right now. I'm going to hang up and I'm probably going to keep on going. So thanks. Thanks for sharing all those things, man. Sure. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to move a little bit from your story now to what I like to call the hassle round, where I basically throw a word at you, and we're going to see what pops into your mind. The first word, only one word can can be, uh, you know, you have to give me only one word of what comes to mind, okay? Sounds like a bad I'm, no, I'm nervous. I, <laughs> you put me on the spot. I'm not good on the spot, but I'll do my best. Nah, it's, it's all good. It's pretty easy. They're just words that you're going to be pretty comfortable and pretty used to them. All right, so are we ready? Sure. Hustle. Necessary. Work. Just one word? Just one word. Fun. Employee? Man, one word is tough. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> can I elaborate on my one word? Yeah, go ahead. Employee good. Employee good. Because there's a lot of people out there that um, that want to just be employees. And so um, if, you're, if you're not, I wasn't one of those. I wanted to be my own. Um, I wanted to be my own boss, you know, run my own thing. And now I've got like eight people that work for me on a part-time basis, but those people are so essential to my business and they don't want to run their own business. They want to work for somebody. And, um, and so when I was trying to do everything on my own, um, it was a lot more difficult. And now I'm in a position financially where I can outsource a lot of things. And I'm so thankful for all these people Sorry, that wasn't just one word. It's all good. I like that answer. It's it's very, I think it's very important to keep that in mind. I mean, either you have it or you don't have it, you know? Yep. All right. So next one, boss. <laughs> uh, I've been watching a lot of The Office, which just makes me think of Michael Scott. Um, boss. Uh bad <laughs> definitely rules rules break college overrated fear motivating weakness is uh, avoid strength Use. Motivation. Need. And last but not least, books. Uh, important. All right, man. You did great there. Very cool. That's the, that's <laughs> the hardest thing I'm going to do all day for sure. <laughs> hey, you know, you, you got it made when you know that a hustle round is the hardest thing in your day. <laughs> it's true. Kudos. All right. So just before we leave our call and to all the hustlers that are uh, hearing is hearing this in our audio experience podcast or watching this on our YouTube channel, 
Can you tell them a little bit, you know, a little motivational hustle quote to keep them motivated them, to keep them pushed, either they're still or they're nine to five working and trying to make that leap of faith, or they're barely starting and they're they're struggling, they're not seeing that overnight success like you and I went through. Um, you know, what would you what would you say to them? Yeah, sure. I can I can give you one of my favorite quotes, and this is something I tell my uh, prospective students all the time. One of my favorite quotes is, "The best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago, but the the second best time is right now." And so I get on the phone with these people. They're like maybe 60 years old. My my students actually skew older, and they're like, you know, I just wish I would have done it when I was younger because they say it's easier to learn then and this and that. And so I break out that quote because that's that's just an excuse not to get started right now. So. Um, if you're thinking that it's just too late for you and you really wish you would have gotten started sooner, well, there's nothing you can do about it. And that just that should motivate you to just start right now. I love that, man. Well, thank you so much for all the time. And just, you know, before we leave here, how can people connect with you? How can they follow what you're doing and, you know, what you're working on? Yeah, absolutely. If you go to piano21days.com, um, you'll find my website. You can opt in. Um, for an ebook. Uh, and if you do that, you're going to start getting some emails from me and they're going to be automated. But if you reply to them, I will get them and I, a real person, me, will respond to them. Um, and then I'm also, a few months ago, I started a new venture um, where I'm just showing people how to take whatever hobby they have and turn it into online courses. And so I've got, uh, I've got some stuff on my website there, the online course guy. Dot com. Um, there's a podcast associated with that as well. Um, we've got um, 12 episodes to date too. So piano21days.com, theonlinecourseguy.com. And that's me. Sweet. And I'll make sure I, I uh, link to those two in the show notes at thehustleshow.co forward slash THS7. All right. So again, Jack, thank you so very much for taking the time, man. I know you're pretty busy with your calls and, and taking care of all these amazing businesses that you, you've built. But I really, really appreciate you taking the time and talking to us and sharing your, your hustler story with us. Absolutely. I appreciate it as well. And good luck with the new podcast. So there you have it. The story of Jack Hopkins from Piano21days.com. An incredible journey that he wanted to share with us and that I'm super pumped and excited that I had the opportunity to share with you as well to all the hustlers that are listening to us right now. And I hope you truly get some inspiration from today's episode and that it makes you want to take action and go all in into building your dreams, okay? Because that's the only purpose of the show, to inspire you, to motivate you, to take action. And I hope you tune in to our next episode as you're, we're going to have a super funny episode actually on episode number eight where we're going to have this Amazon super genius guy that is just crushing it and he shares some insights and some really good golden nuggets that I think you're going to appreciate. So make sure you tune in on Monday. And so that you don't forget to tune in, make sure you hit that subscribe button right now. Either you're watching this on our YouTube channel or listening on our audio podcast experience. Just hit that subscribe button. And as soon as we release it on Monday, you will get notified either on your podcast app or on your YouTube app. So just hit that subscribe button and keep hustling. I'll talk to you soon. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Hustle Show audio experience. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And even if you didn't, make sure you subscribe to the podcast right now. It's still free. Visit thehustleshow.co for all the show notes and to watch the video experience of this episode. We'll see you soon.